Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Stick podcast. I am Tyler Hayward alongside Jeremy File. We're all feeling good. We know that y'all are feeling good. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And uh, we're going to talk about what went on this weekend in regard to the two major state schools. Michigan just steamrolling Northern Illinois like they have everybody else. Michigan State, Mel Tucker walking into Miami, dripping with sweat, dripping with swag with the shorts. And then Jordan's and comes out of there with a win. But we're going to focus on – Wait a minute. He was wearing Jordan's? I think he was. I think that's got to be a little bit of a cross-branding issue. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were just Nikes. Okay, I'll here. Maybe they were just those custom Nikes they flaunts on every single account. I'm gonna have to tweet about it. But regardless, regardless, Michigan, uh, they got their revenge on Rocky Lombardi, and what was I mean, more or less expected to happen. I mean, scoring on what? What was it? Their first nine possessions. Uh, yeah, I believe. Well, eight of what eight of nine of eight of their nine touchdowns were on the ground. Shocking. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just domination, and I'm sure we got a lot of things we can talk about. Yeah, they did what they're supposed to do. Right? Doesn't have Ricky White to throw to anymore because he was trash. Let's just let's just forget about it's 2021. Okay, I mean, I I'm getting tired of <laughs> what? No, what, I'm what I'm saying. All I'm saying by that is. He doesn't have the receiver, so he can't throw the ball. That's what I'm saying. He looked awful. And look, you got to credit Michigan's defense for. I, I, you can't really say making an adjustment because it's not the. Uh, it's not the same defensive coordinator. You know, he went out there and guess what? You throw a couple safeties on there. You can't just throw it deep and, you know, hope for a pi or. Uh, yeah. Let, let's just be. Yeah. Let's just be quite honest here. This is a different coordinator a yeah. different group of players kind of yeah. some that have been good in the past that are becoming better and yeah. we got some younger kids Jack there Hill. that are playing good i mean they're just a better defense period with a coordinator who is a little more diverse they're harder to plan for so i i'm actually very impressed with the defense i think they've flown around a lot look of course i know we'll wait and see you know let me just say this real quick i called in number one on the, on the local radio yesterday because, look, I've done this like three times in my life because I really don't want to talk to anyone else. I like our show. But, uh, you know, I like it's better than their crap. Yeah, I'd like to be engaged, though. And I just, you know, I agreed with Brian, who does the late night show on 97.1 The Ticket. And, you know, give them, I'll give them a shout out. They do a decent job. But, you know, I'm so sick and tired of Michigan and Michigan State fans saying, you know, especially towards each other, well, let's just wait and see how good you guys are. Look, bottom line, Michigan State is a lot better. And Mm -hmm. bottom line, Michigan is a lot different. You know, they're harder to plan for and prepare for with a defensive coordinator who's younger. They're more diverse. Look, I don't know how great the defense will be, but my gosh, both are 3-0. and Last year was a train wreck. And there's a lot of things that need to be pointed out that are much improved from both schools. Yeah. I'm just so sick and tired of this. Well, let's wait and see. I mean, what talk about a snooze fest. I mean, if we're going to just do that, we might as well not even have a freaking show. Ah, yeah. Who cares? No. Let's just no. talk next week. 
Now, now here's the thing. I agree with you that Michigan's better than last year. First off, that's not hard to do. Second, I agree we may need to wait and see on Michigan. Now, the only reason I say that, the only reason is because since the days of Brady Hoke, Michigan has dominated the teams that they're supposed to beat. If they're supposed to beat a team by seven points, they're going to go out and they're going to beat them by 120. That's just what they've done. And then when it's when you get to the Wisconsin, when you get to the Michigan States, when you get to the Penn States, Iowa, that's when things are interesting. And so Michigan State, I mean, Michigan State, they got steamrolled last year by Iowa. I mean, wait and see. I mean, yeah, no one said that. They were just celebrating the rivalry win. There's my point. That's the last thing I'm going to say because I knew you have a lot to say about this too. You know what the bottom line is? Michigan State is in rebuild mode. So everything they do that's good typically is treated better. Where Jim Harbaugh's in year seven, and if he doesn't win at all, he's a bum. Fire him. And I just think it's a joke. I think it's an oh, absolute He doesn't have joke. to win at all. He just has to beat Ohio State. And if any good for anyone, I mean, Jesus, anyone has a hard time beating them. But the, the bottom line is, look, I just am not going to do this attitude of these local losers. I'll just say it. Losers who point the finger at the other side. I'm a realistic person, and I'm going to be realistic from now on. And and you know what? Yeah, I'm sure I'll throw some curveballs and say some fun stuff. But the bottom line is Michigan is so much better right now. Now, does that mean they're going to win eight, nine, ten games? I don't know. Who the hell Michigan State is the same way, and I don't think we should treat them any differently. And we have this thing where, oh, Michigan, you know, they beat Northern Illinois, but Northern Illinois sucks. Well, Youngstown State sucks. Washington sucks. Miami sucks. They all kind of suck. You know, that's the bottom line. Appalachian State's not a bad football team, and you Uh, get steamrolled by Alabama. Everybody gets steamrolled by Alabama. Well, they're under 500. Well, yeah, one of those losses is to Alabama, the other one's Michigan State, and we don't know how good Michigan State is. Miami had four turnovers. They had four turnovers. They threw for a million yards. They're not a good football team. That's okay. That doesn't mean Michigan State isn't any good for whooping them. I mean, Michigan State was fantastic. But let's not sit here and say one team is lesser because of the teams they're playing. I think I'm going to say that because one team went down and beat what was an expected top 25 team on the road in 95 degree heat, the humidity just up the in-game and fourth quarter though. Well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. No, you can kiss my wait and see (laughs) because Northern Illinois Illinois sucks. This is what Michigan does every year. They beat the scrubs and they they bloody the crap out. They murder them. They make it look ugly. They make it look like, oh, you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to do something this year. Do something this year, then. Prove me wrong. That's what you got to do. This this isn't a wait and see because they suck. This is a wait and see because they do this every year. Michigan State is a a little bit different because they've already got a conference road win. They already got a top 25 road win. Expectations are lower. That's why. The bottom line is Michigan, Michigan State's expectations. 
well, Michigan State's expectations publicly and nationally are lower than Michigan's for some reason. I don't agree with it, but that's just the bottom line. If Michigan went into Miami, but that doesn't change my the national opinion doesn't change my doesn't change my opinion. It It doesn't change mine either. I'm just saying the the public perception is Michigan State. Wow beat Miami who is let's just be honest at this point of the year is not great they're, they're not and, as good as they were advertised as the top 10 as a top 10 team and a team that could oh you know what this might be interesting against Alabama because that king boy can do it all yeah, they're, not, they're not that but at the same time I think it's still a very respectable win it's top 25 win on the road you already got a conference road win those are big time for a young team. And yeah. so that's why you have reason to get excited about Michigan State. Win it nine games, not. doesn't even mean they're going to win eight. But yeah. at the same time, I think, you know what, you and I were looking, no, five and seven, six and six for the school. Seven and five, eight and four is very doable now. And yeah. you can, the same as far as the loss for Michigan, we had them around seven and five, six and six. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I, 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 and you now you're making, you know what, eight and four, nine and three might be doable for this team. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And and the other thing I want to say, because I know we get, we need to talk about the main stuff, but this is fun. But, you know, there's a reason why I, I think Michigan people should be excited. And I have a lot to tell you why. And, and, you know, I'll start off and say this. Hit, hit me, because we got to talk about Michigan. So yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's just, call this our Michigan talk. Yeah, let's dive right into it. I just think their offensive and defensive lines are very, very good right now. And I think mm-hmm. that that's been a problem in the past where their offensive lines struggled. Um, I, I think that they protect the quarterback even when they, you know, they don't throw much. But, you know, Cade McNamara is going to have a window and time to throw this year. I really believe that. Even when they play better teams, I think they'll be fine. I think this offensive line is really, really tight you know, a tight knit group. And and I see some things with this group where they're really getting off the ball when they're pulling, they're giving these running backs a lot of lanes where I think Blake Corum looks so great because I think the offensive line looks great. The more you watch the games, there's a lot of running lanes there. And yeah, he cuts back very, very well. I think he's a great back. I think Hassan Haskins is a very, very good back. And and I think Edwards is going to be a very, very good back. I just think the O-line is very good at Michigan right now. I mm-hmm. think they still have to figure out the passing game, of course. I know it's going to be brought up over and over because there's going to be some games you're going to need to convert on third down. But I, I just think defensive and offensive line play is everything. You know, we're watching Ohio State struggle right now. You want to know why? Their lines are not playing well. Their offensive and defensive lines are getting blown off the ball sometimes. And, and, and you know, that is a huge problem. They're giving up pressure. They're giving up way more runs than they typically do. They're giving the quarterback way more time. And that's why they've struggled a couple weeks in a row. I mean, Tulsa gave them all they can handle. So I see Michigan better because they're better up front. Everything that they've done in the offseason has worked thus far. Now, all you Spartan fans will love this because you love knocking them. Yeah, we got to wait and see, of course. That's, that's, we know that. That's obvious. It's three games in. But I think Michigan fans should say, you know what? The offensive line is a lot better than it was last year. That's for sure. When I was talking about how Michigan does this every year to teams that they're supposed to beat, the main difference has been the line. 
it, it's been the line. I, I would sit there and I would look at every game. You, you know, Michigan's just blowing the crap out of everybody. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Does their defense compete with Jack Conklin, Jack Allen, and Donovan Clark? And the answer was no. So I was like, all right, Michigan State's going to win that game. And they'd walk away with it. And that that's how it is. It, Michigan has always been predicated on the line plays. Speed and space, blah, 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 whatever. It's a bunch of crap. Michigan is predicated on the line plays. If they don't have good line play, they suck. And you know what? They're not going to suck this year. You know, this is a 9-3, and 8-4 and four team based upon their lines. Their lines are probably going to get pushed around by Penn State a little bit. They still might against Ohio State. Who knows what's going on there? Ohio State's just one of those teams that you got to kind of give a little bit of benefit of doubt to. Wait to see. Well, if- why? Why do I have to give Ohio State benefit? Because, oh, they've been so great. I don't give a crap about last year or the year before. I care about now. Well, you have a freshman freshman quarterback with stud-wide receivers who's still probably making to learn the reads. Okay, they get excuses when they lose. Okay, I get it. Uh, First off, they haven't lost uh, outside the Oregon game. but My point is this. Look, this is what Michigan State and Michigan fans are. I'm sorry I'm in a mood today. No, stop, stop, stop. I'm not making an excuse for Ohio State. I'm just saying... You have you, you got to give them a little bit. They have a true they have freshman quarterback. They have a retro freshman quarterback. You got to give them a little bit of a break while he tries to figure it out. Okay, uh, all right. Well, here's the deal. All right, I don't give a crap about them anyway. You know that the jury's out on them, just like let's, everyone let's else. Focus on the attention at hand. How about we focus on another quarterback? How about we focus on the quarterback to make it three for three for the state of Michigan, winning Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and, hey, how about we focus on McNamara? He threw a deep ball for you. There you go. There's 87 yards. Oh, if it was against Northern Illinois, it doesn't matter. So, it, here's the deal. Hey, he threw the ball 11 times. Throw, put, put 20 throws on his arm. Oh, my God. You're impossible today. Look, here's the thing, man. I, I'm not going to do this. Michigan State, when they play well, I say they play well. Michigan's plays well. Eventually, you know, I hope the coaches don't think like most Spartan fans because you guys will think they're just a pushover. Here's the thing. Michigan did everything they're supposed to do against Northern Illinois. Do they got to play really, really well this week? Yes, Rutgers is not bad, and the Big Ten's different. Michigan State's got to play a lot better this yeah. weekend. Nebraska's way stronger up front than Miami by far. Which we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk about yeah. Nebraska on Thursday. But yeah, will, here, but... here's the thing. I, I just want to see him throw the ball. That's all I'm asking. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not asking for, you know, Peyton Thorne's throwing for 250. Kenneth Walker's running for 250. Like, that's – it's a balanced attack. That's what I want to see from Michigan. I want to see a balanced attack. I'm not asking for him to throw for 500. They're and, running for 350 yards. I mean, I think everybody, if you ran – I would like to see more passing, yes. But, if, you know, it's just so easy for him to run. I mean, look, you you got yeah, to see I just want, I just no, I just wanted to see if you can do it. That's all I want to see before I start giving them any props. I, look, you, okay, not giving them any props, not giving them any props because I am giving them some. I'm saying that this is a nine and three team potentially. I want to see them throw the ball before I start giving them recognition as a legitimate Big Ten contender. If you I can't throw the ball, contender number one, I don't think they're that good. I think you're nine and three. And I, I think I think their lines are good enough where they can potentially be a contender. Nine and three is a contending type team. Um, you know, Penn State's 
an issue. Uh, Iowa's an issue. Ohio State's an issue. Michigan State's a coin flip at this because I think both teams are kind of in the same right now. Um, it's just I feel more comfortable with the way one team's doing it with the competition one team is playing. And that's my, that's the only difference between the two. Right now, I if I were sitting there and I'm doing a power ranking, I have them. I have Michigan State one spot ahead of Michigan. Again, just because, like I said, they're more balanced. I've seen them do a little bit more, and I've seen them do it against better opponents, and I've seen them do it twice on the road. That That's that's my only difference between the two. Um, yeah, right now... Bad, that's not a bad assumption. They're not. No, and but let's let's talk about this Miami game because we are running out of time. We spent way too much time on that, um, on a compare and contrasting, which I know this is for rivalry and whatever else, and that's why we do this because it's fun. But at the same time, we need to focus on actual football. And look, there's not a lot to talk about in regards to Michigan because they curb stomp who they were supposed to curb stomp. I had Michigan State losing this game to Miami. I thought Derrick King was going to be a pain in the butt. I know he was a little bit hobbled, but I thought Michigan State did a great job containing him. I was disappointed with the play calling last year. I told everyone, oh, it's uh, Roshar and Warner's offense just in contemporary formations. And that's what it kind of looked like it was going to be at the beginning of the game. But after the first two possessions – Jay Johnson opened it up, and he let Peyton Thorne do his thing to be uh, co-offensive player of the week in the Big Ten. And Kenneth Walker still did his thing. Kenneth Walker is very Javon Ringer to me. You know, he'll sit there and he'll take a hit like a yard deep in the backfield and still turn it into a seven- or eight-yard run. What he has done is just so impressive because I don't think the middle of the line opens up that big of a gap. A lot of his stuff, he's bouncing outside. Not Javon Ringer as a senior because he kind of turned into like a three yards cloud of dust type guy, but Javon Ringer as a junior, when he was cutting and he had, and he didn't have to save all that energy because you could bring in a guy like J.U. Kulkrick for the ugly stuff. Javon Ringer as a junior is what I compare Kenneth Walker to. Oh, that's an absolute slap. Number one, I think that's very disrespectful to Kenneth Walker. But uh, Javon Ringer was a very good running back. But let's just be honest. Kenneth How's Walker's that? Got Javon Ringer had 5,887 yards at Michigan State. I, I, you know what? I, I live in 2021. I think Kenneth Walker 4,000, sorry. You know, I, I live in today's world. And, uh, you know, the young kids will love this. I think the talent is better today. Um, I, I think these skill position guys are so much faster. Kenneth Walker is an absolute uh, an animal. I mean, watching film, I made an awful take, and I'll even shout myself out being a moron. I said Blake Corn was just as good. Wrong. I watched Kenneth Walker again twice uh, in both games against Northwestern and this game. He is an absolute weapon, and he is an animal, and, and he can – you know, bounce cut out, you know, his jump cuts look like they take 10 yards of space. He is an absolute different running back that Michigan State, I mean, has not had. I mean, when I look at the players he's had, like Le'Veon Bell was great, but he doesn't, he didn't have that quickness in that burst. He was just a great big back and he was awesome. He was excellent. He could do a lot of different things, but Kenneth Walker could catch it out of the backfield as well. And they have been able to find him a few times and he's an amazing player, Tyler, and I think he's ascending. I think a lot of NFL GMs will look at this guy. If he continues to play this way, 
And, and I love him. And, and here's the thing. He's not playing behind a great offensive line, by the way. I mean, this is a solid O-line that has gotten the, better. The and they're end much, the, much improved. The, yeah, the tackles do a good job sealing, but he doesn't get those push from the middle guys. And, I mean, yeah. the tackles aren't the greatest either, but they do a good job, like, sealing off the edges and giving him that room. And so does Connor Hayward, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Connor Hayward has is, is looked great as well. And, and let's not forget, but Peyton Thorne, four-star. Can I finish? Peyton Thorne, 12 touchdowns, one interception of four stars. I just had to say that. And four starts. His first four starts, 12 touchdowns, one interception. I just read this today. And he has been amazing. I think Peyton Thorne deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, he, he really does. And this year, uh, you know – 10 touchdowns, no picks. Uh, well, one of those touchdowns, a rush touchdown. But, look, the, the thing about Kenneth Walker, because that's what we were talking about. The thing about Kenneth Walker, it is pro football focus, which you can take – so you can take this with a grain of salt, is the number one rated running back in the country. And good as he is – as good as he's been, contact for Kenneth Walker just absolutely asinine, and there is no reason Kenneth Walker shouldn't be everybody's number one back so far. So far, yeah, he's a dog. And th- things things can change when you play Penn State and Aiden Hutchinson. I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to have something about sealing off those. He's going to have something to say about that, but the. Kenneth Walker's played. He's been the best running back in the Big Ten. Or oh, there's no question. He's been the best, maybe in the name, maybe. And yeah. I think that uh, I think a lot. Uh, you know, before we go, props to Michigan State's defense for containing Derek King. I said you got to make him throw the ball. Uh, they made you know they make him throw it. They made they made him throw it. Short. It's driving me crazy throughout the course of the game comes in and seals it with an interception that's what you, that makes a scholarship offer paving. But <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting to see that moment. Uh, but with the safe play and the way that they covered those short to cover the seams, you know, the I think the safeties are absolutely incredible. You don't win the safeties. Yeah, you don't I, win the safeties. And Mantle looked good. I, I think what Michigan State fans need to hear, and this is something that you hope I'm wrong, I think their biggest problem this year will be their speed and lack of at linebacker, like you mentioned preseason. And I think mm-hmm. their issues are going to be uh, corners. I, I think the safety play with Gross and Henderson has been spot on. They've done a fantastic <laughs> job, especially Henderson. I think Henderson has been amazing this year. Um, and he's a guy ta- we talked about pro football focus, number one safety, according to yeah, pro football focus. He has just been spot on. I just think when you go against certain teams, your corners have to be better. I still have major doubts with Vincent Gray at Michigan. I just don't think the kid has it going on upstairs. I think he falls for double moves. We've seen that, obviously. And, and I just think Michigan State has the same problem where the bend but don't break only works so long. When you're playing in the Big Ten, you can't give up 10, 15-yard passes, 8, 9-yard passes, because guess what? All those teams you're playing are big, strong, physical teams. When they get close close to the goal line, good luck. 
good luck yeah. when Wisconsin's inside the five, you know, and yeah. has four cracks at it. You no, know, no. That, that, the, the thing about the corners, played okay. I, I thought he's played okay this year. He gave Western, just lost a fight to the receiver. Um, I thought he's played okay. Chase Kimbrough's, eh. I thought Brantley was good before he got hit with that target. I think Dowell and Snow have been good as nickelbacks, I think. But I think Ronald Williams has been absolute dog crap outside of that interception that he had against Miami. But Brantley yeah. who I want to see now. I, I think Brantley deserves a shot. I'm going to see him in the first half of this weekend's game because he's going to be suspended for that targeting call in the second half of the Miami game. Uh, yeah, that I think he can play as well as I think he looked in very limited time on Saturday. If he plays that like that, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Olave uh, tear him up, yeah, probably. But that those like exception to the rules thing, you know. I'm I, worried about this weekend. I'm a little yeah. worried this weekend, Tyler, for Michigan State because I think Nebraska is a little fool's gold. I think people think Nebraska sucks, and I, I beg to differ. I think Nebraska physically went toe to toe with Nebraska people, or uh, excuse me, with Oklahoma, and people could say, "Well, you know, Oklahoma struggled with Tulsa. Well, so did Ohio State." So you know, the bottom line is, physically, Nebraska will be the strongest team they play. And I worry that offense and defensive line is going to be shocked when Nebraska comes in with the most experience they've ever had and kind of beats them up a little bit. I think this is going to be, you know, we won't do predictions, but I'm just, I want Michigan State fans to take a deep breath. This game is going to be very difficult this weekend. And I think people are, yeah, this is a scary game. Let's just say that. This this is trap game written all over. Yes. A struggle. Um, I might be there, by the way. All those games, I might go to one that I'm not there. But, yeah, Uh, okay, cool. Oh, you're not going. Wait, what? Well, you're you're a parent now. You're a parent, so yeah, it's difficult. Look, look, I got the opener. I got Mel. Game that he was allowed to have fans at. I'm going to get Penn here there might be something else sprinkled in there but nebraska's not going to be one of those but uh yeah we'll talk about that nebraska I'll game we'll talk then. about i'll wait we'll, we'll tyler talk... i'll wait till we get to the penn state game all right i appreciate it talk about the nebraska game coming up on thursday we'll talk about the nebraska game on thursday we'll talk about Rutgers on thursday a uh, couple trap games really and uh we'll break all that down a little bit later for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast.